I, I grew up in a church. Um, my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, um, and we grew up in the in the um, Church of God of Prophecy. And and throughout all my life, I mean, I attend Sunday school in the afternoon, and and everything like that. And one of the things I just well, so what I'm saying this is that um, since I moved to the UK and I joined this ministry, I've I've learned so much. Um, about almost a year we're here now, Petra, about a year, more than a year. Yeah, I've learned so much um, since then, and my whole perception and uh, and the way you know the gospel being teached to me is different. You know, um, I'm, I I come up in this ministry where the focus is Christ, and not the building or the person who's standing behind the pulpit. You know, and I am so grateful and thankful for 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 being a part of um, Gateway Christian Fellowship. Thank you guys for having us. <laughs> you know, so so I am I am I am I am happy to to be a part of this celebration. You know, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I just want to say I, I I've missed church for the past two Sundays, and I've missed you guys. To be honest, honestly. Um, Koshi, I miss you so much, sorry. But, but the first thing, as soon as, as soon as I get back from, from Seattle, the first thing, I, I start grilling Petra about how you did. You know, and, um, and she said she enjoyed it. It was really good. Even though we all know that you always get nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> but you deliver so well. I just wanted to thank God for, you know, for, um, for, 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 for Koshi. And he's been a really good brother. Uh, and thank, thank you guys so much. So this morning, um, I, I want um, you to take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 15. About three weeks now, we've been trying to preach this message, Pastor. So I've been struggling with this message and another message that the Lord lay on my heart, and I, I choose this one. It's, it's more or less in line with what you're teaching now, Pastor, about the fruit of the Spirit and stuff, so... So I want to title this message today, Cultivating the Spirit. And um, so John chapter 15, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 8. It says, everyone find it? Yeah, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. For I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye cannot do nothing. Um, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are born. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done, and it shall be done unto you. Um, I also want us to just quickly read Galatians chapter 5, 
Uh, we're going to just read verses. Um, we're going to just read verse 22 to verse 20, 23. Uh, most of you know that by heart now because fast have been, you know, studying that a lot. So Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, it said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. All right? And I, I don't want to go into the fruit of the flesh. Um, you guys know what those are. You could read it as well. No, <laughs> right. One of the one of the interesting thing while I was preparing this message is that um, throughout the Bible, um, there's a lot of um, the plant is often used as a metaphor, um, really in relationship to Christian or believers. Um, it, Christ being the vine and we are the branches. That's um, a characteristic of a plant. The righteous being like a tree planted by the rivers of water, again, um, which we read this morning, Psalms 1. Um, the fruit of the Spirit, which we just read in Galatians. He said, we shall also flourish like a palm tree. That's in Psalms again. And he said, um, rooted in Christ. That is a, rooted is a horticultural term. All right? And um, for, for those of you who is very good at planting, I'm not so good at planting. Every time I try to plant something, it doesn't really work. <laughs> you know, there are some people that just, they, they call it like they have a green thumb, right? However, in, in, in high school, I study um, a bit of horticulture, uh, agriculture itself, and, you know, to understand a little bit in terms of the different type of soil and, and the condition in which plant grows, as well as specific characteristics of certain plants, like when a plant have um, have hairy stuff on top of its leaves that is there so they can drop water. If you look at a cactus, and the cactus have the, the spike, the reason why that is that is that so they, they, those are there to help retain water whenever their water comes. So, so if you see certain plants with the leaves shape a certain way, that is also there to help them to, to um, so water can be retained in the plant as well. So a lot of those sort of stuff that you see happening with plants and the way the shape of the leaves is, for, is to adapt based on their environment and, 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 and so forth, right? But um, why am I talking about plant and Christian? It's because in order for us to understand what Jesus is talking about, we need to understand a little bit about plants because there's a lot of similarity between us and the way plants are, right? Um, in, in John chapter, chapter um, 15, verse 1, he said, I am the true vine. It means this, when I read this part of the scripture, it sounds like there are different types of vine. But Jesus is saying that he is the true vine. So I mean, there is also vine that is not really true, right? He said, and my father is the husband man, right? Now, in order for you to, a person who takes care of plants uh, and so forth is a gardener. Uh, a husband man, right? But the question is, um, is Christ your gardener? So if we are being, being used um, as a plant, in a sense, in, in, in Christ's garden itself, um, who is taking care of us? Is it Jesus? Is, is, he the, is, is Christ being the gardener of, of, of us? He will place you in the correct soil if he is, right? Because a person who takes care of plant knows that you have to use the right soil, correct? Now, you cannot take, um, um, uh, I'll use banana tree because I'm accustomed to banana tree in the Caribbean, and most people here know what is a banana tree, right? Okay? 
Most banana tree will not survive in the UK because it's too cold, right? Banana tree had to grow in, in, in a hot, in a hot climate. But at the same time, the soil cannot be hard soil. The soil had to be a very soft, moist soil for you to really get good, proper, nice bananas, right? Tropical. Tropical, yes. So even if it's too hot, it's terrible because this, the soil becomes patched and the banana will not bear big enough fruit bunches. So the soil condition and even the climate or the temperature or the atmosphere is very critical in order for a plant to survive. But Christ knows exactly what sort of atmosphere his children need to be in. Because he being the true um, the, 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 the gardener and he being the true vine, he knows exactly how, what sort of husbandry he can perform on our lives. Amen. Psalms, Psalms 92 and verse 13 said, um, it said, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall what flourish in the court of the, of all, of our God. That's what it said. Matthew 15 verse 13 said, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be what? Rooted up. Okay? So if, if you're, if you're not being planted by, 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 by Christ, that plant will be rooted up. Right, in order, in, in order for any plant to grow, it must be in the right soil, in the right environment, and also it must have the right nutrient, right? That it cannot survive without that. Also, one thing that you need to know is, it's not every good, it's not everyone good with plant, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, the question I'm asking to us is, what type of environment are we growing in as a Christian? And I started off by explaining about when I started joining this ministry in terms of how much I've learned. So you may be in a, in a, in a, in a, in a in different gathering or a different church, but the question is, are you growing in that ministry? Are you growing in that church? Are you growing in that environment? What sort of nutrient are you receiving? What type of water are you getting? Is it something to help you? Now, Imagine if you are in, you decide I'm going to join, um, and, and by the way, I was in Seattle, I saw a ch- the Church of Scientology. Oh, right. That was the first time I'm seeing one of those churches, right? <laughs> okay, well, building. <laughs> building, building. So, so if, you, if you decide, you know what, um, Gateway Christian Fellowship is not for me, I'm going to join Scientology. Right? That's a bad environment. Every one of us know that. Okay? As a result of that, your spiritual life will not um, have much reward. You won't bear any kind of fruit that you need. Because we know the Bible says that no one cometh to the Father but to who? Jesus Christ. So if it's, a diff- if it's a different gospel, and it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is, tot- it is certainly not the right environment. So those greenhouse, so, so whose greenhouse are you planted in? Is it the Lord's greenhouse? Um, and is he your husband, man? Um, our, our husbandman. So that's the question I had to ask. So, so he said he is the true vine and his father, my father, is the husbandman. He's the one that's taking care of us. And, and if you notice here with this scripture that even Christ himself allowed God to be his husbandman. Because if he is the vine and we are the branches, it means God is the one who is taking care of both Christ and us. Amen. So, so that's what you have to understand there as well. So he's not, he's not going to put us to um, have someone taking care of us who, is, who he don't trust to take care of him himself. 
Amen. Verse, verse 2 um, of, of, of chapter 15 itself, it said, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and that it may not, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now, verse 1 talk about the true vine, meaning that there are different types of vine. Now again, verse 2 is saying that there are different types of branches. So you have branch that bear fruit and branch that doesn't bear fruit itself. So, so the passage indicates that there are different types of branches. The ones that is fruitful and the ones that are not fruitful. And we need to decide, are we a fruitful branch? And the only way we will become a fruitful branch is if we attach ourselves to the true vine itself. Now, that, so that's what we need to realize. Now, what, you, what also we have to realize sometimes is that it's not every tree that is good. Right? You could be a tree, but you're still not. That doesn't mean you're a good tree. I don't know if you get my point. Okay? There are some, there are some fruit that you just can't eat because it's bad for you. Okay? So, just, that's a, I just wanted to make sure. So, it's not everyone that said, Lord, Lord is actually Christian or believers. So that's what, when Jesus said that to every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he will, he, they, they, they'll be destroyed. He purged them because he knows that we will grow up in an environment where there are branches. Uh, we may be attached to something that, that have branches that's not really good for us. So, so we need, that's why we need to make sure that we are attached to the right, to the right vine. Verse 3 said, Now we are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So, now, this part, I just want to, to, to go a little bit into in this, this, this particular verse about being clean through the word. Now, like I said, I came from the Caribbean, and we don't know anything about the four seasons, okay? It's either a lot of sun or a lot of rain, right? So, we, we don't, we, there's no, no, no one can say, okay, it is summer, or it is fall, or it is autumn, or, or winter, because we, all we know, we wake up every day, is sun or, or rain itself, right? We know there's a, there's hurricane season, <laughs> right? Right, so we grab it. So, when I first arrived to the UK, it was a wrong kind of fall, right? So I see all the branch, the, the plants with the leaf color change. And I was like, okay, that looks beautiful. You know, the last time I used to postcard and on picture, but I never really, really see it in real life. Then I realized where I was living, all the branches of the leaf just fall off and there's, everything seems dry. That, well, that's what I thought, right? So I want to know if the plant actually dead. So I went and I picked the back and I realized it's green. Okay, so to my amaze, I'm trying to understand, okay, why this is happening. But while I was reading up this as well, I, I, I kind of learned something. That one of the reasons for that is that some plants, or plants go through a process called, um, again, make sure I get the right word. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, ob- obsession. It goes through a process called obsession. So what it is, is that the, one of the reasons why the, the leaves change color is because of the temperature change. The plants have less nutrient, and there's not much sunlight because the, the green leaves need chlorophyll. So what plants begin to do is they begin to divert the energy into the, the tree body, into the body of the tree, and deprive the leaves of less energy. 
because the leaves can always grow back. But if there's no tree trunk or body for the tree, the tree whole tree will fail. So what it do is that it will divert most of its chemical and energy into the actual physical structure. And any leaves, the leaves color will change and eventually it will shed leaves because they're no longer needed. In other words, the, the leaves become more of a burden to the plant. You find some other plants who cannot survive temp those sort of conditions, they will die. Right, so if you look at um, evergreen uh, coniferous, um, evergreen trees itself, uh, um, I think it's a coniferous, deciduous plant, most deciduous plant. They basically have that, that um, capability, and the bark of the tree trunk gets a bit thicker as a way to withstand the, the, the harsh temperature itself. So they go through a, a process of regeneration, but do you also know that when we born, we go through um, that same process as a baby? We have deciduous teeth. You know, the milk teeth that we get rid of when we are baby? We go to the same process where we actually shed those teeth so we can be able to get proper teeth so we could eat meat. And you know the Bible talk about a newborn babe desire the sincere milk of the world that it will grow thereby. Because at a stage in our lives, we, we need, um, we need to, we could only drink milk. We do not have the, the capability to, um, to, to, to digest food, heavy food within our system. Imagine us as, um, before we were Christian, right? Um, we, we, um, we have the, the, the we, we go through a process of, um, a spiritual metamorphosis when we, from, from being unsaved to save. Where we need to then go through that same process of what getting rid of our, our sinful nature and take on the spiritual nature. Because where then what? We begin to, um, the Bible says that we are then being cleaned through the word of God himself. So through Christ's word, he began to clean us from our inside, clean our spirit. So we could be like him. So we could be, um, in, 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 in other words, we will be um, as part of his holy priesthood. Okay? So when we, when we become saved, we, we take on our, more or less that's that Christ within us. We, we, Christ began to live in us. The Spirit of God began to live within us itself. So in, in John chapter 17, um, in, in, um, Christ prayed for his disciples. He, he prayed for their what? Sanctification through the truth. Um, he says sanctify, his sanctification is the process by which someone or something become holy or exclusively set apart unto his service. And he, he when, when Jesus prayed in, in John chapter 17 and verse 17, it says sanctify, this is when he prayed for his disciples. He said to sanctify them, Lord, through thy truth, thy word is truth. So he sanctifies through his word itself. That's why in, 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 um, in, in John chapter 15, he said, no, we are clean through the word which Jesus himself has spoken in our lives. Right? So, in order for us to be set apart, to be used as a vessel for Christ, we have to go through the process of sanctification, a process of cleansing, a where, where our, our sin is, um, is, is being forgiven, where our life changes itself. Christ, um, he said, by his grace, God imputed his holiness to enable us, to imperf- uh, to enable us imperfect Imperfect as we are to serve Him. So, so, however, God also prepared us for every greater our usefulness 
by cleansing or by sanctifying us through his word. So, um, in order before we can we can see before we can we can get to heaven, we need to be saved. We need to be cleansed before we can actually start to bear fruit. We need to be cleansed. We need to be sanctified through His Word. So before we before before we as Christian, um, we have to go through the same process of obsession, of changing, a renewing of our of our of our face of our of our body, where we need to deny our flesh. Romans 6 and verse 5 says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be likeness of his resurrection. And we talk about when we baptize, it's a symbolism of, of, a, of a reborting itself um, of, 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 um, of our new life in Christ. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 um, also said, it said, Wherefore seeing we are what compassed, about with so great a cloud of witnesses he said let us lay aside every weight and what the sin which easily beset us and let us run the race with patience that is set before us in romans chapter 8 verse 10 to 13 he said if christ be in us in you our body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness in christ he said, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in us, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies by the spirit that dwell in you. So therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not we are we are we are not we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall also live. And, and it goes on. It says, The Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so, when, so that's how we are sanctified. We are clean through the Word of God. So, we are, so, so there's a pruning that's happening. Through, um, with, when you have a plant, you need to prune, get rid of the dead leaves. You need to, like, so, if, so one of the, the things that we normally do when with, with, with the banana tree itself is that when we see all the dead leaves, we will go and nice prune the, you know, make it look really nice and clean away the stuff around the banana trees. And if there are any dead branches, you remove the dead branches so that you have that pruning stage going on within us as Christians. And that is what God, that is what Jesus is doing with his word. He is pruning us daily by cleaning us through his word that is spoken. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so how can we do this by living in the spirit and the spirit in us so where do we start number one verse four said abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me so this particular scripture, abide in me and I in you. In order for you to bear fruit, in order for you to survive, for us to survive, we must remain in Christ. We must abide in Christ. That's the only way we can flourish as Christians. That's the only way we can be fruitful as Christians. Because like Psalms 92 and verse 12, it said, The righteous shall flourish like the plant, 
like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Psalms 1 said, um, he that dwelleth in... Um, sorry, Psalms 1. Making sure, make sure I, just, I just read it properly. I don't want to misquote. Um, I know it, but I just want to make sure. So if you, if, you know, if you read Psalms 1 and they talk about the righteous itself, that he that dwelleth in the seat of this, um, when they talk about um, we, shall be like, we shall be like a tree planted by the rays of, of water and, our, and, and um, that bringeth forth our fruit in its season. Right? They say our leaves shall not what? Wither. And whatever we do shall prosper. Why? Because we abide in Christ. Because where we are located, um, it, we are receiving the right chemical. We are, received, we are being properly pruned. We are being properly taken care of. And because we abide in, in, in Christ and he in us, we bear fruit. We become fruitful. Um, and the Bible said that we cannot bear fruit if we don't abide in him. Amen. Imagine you have two plants. In a soil that have chemical and nutrient that is harmful for the plant. You know, bad condition. Um, not only that, being fed the wrong, the wrong nutrient. Okay, let me, let me ask you a different way. Have you ever go to the supermarket and buy apple? The same type of apple, but it never tastes the same. Right? Once you'll find some apple is a lot sweeter than some, and some isn't. But it's the same fruit, Right? It's the same thing in, 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 in the Caribbean. You go and you see some ripe banana in the same plantation, but you only realize that one banana is sweeter than the other. Why? Does it mean that it, 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 it has to do with the chemical or the chemical structure that make up the fruit itself because of what the plant takes in? So... It shows that if we are not in the right atmosphere, in the right place, we will not bear the right fruit. Take some people, let's, let's imagine that you've been born again, and you are not walking the spirit, right? You are not walking the spirit, but you are Christian. What kind of fruit will you bear? We all know that, right? But imagine you being a Christian and you are walking in the spirit. You also be another kind of fruit, but it's a good kind of fruit. So it means that whether you are Christian or not, we all bear fruit, but it's the kind of fruit that we bear. So you may find that you may, you, the, 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 the fruit will be, can be a corrupt fruit or it may be tasteless. But then if you are in place in the right environment, you then bear the fruit that is much sweet and, and, and more palatable to you itself. So, so the question is, does a plant have to be a good tree to bring forth good fruit? Do you have to be a good person to bring forth good fruit? And Pastor just talked about this morning about, you know, some people think that because they do good, right? It means that's enough for them. But it takes more than you being good to become a Christian. It takes more than us being good to bear good fruit, right? So it doesn't mean that, that the tree, even if the tree is, is, is growing nicely, and bearing fruit does not mean it is a good fruit, right? So the question is, you don't have to be good to bear good fruit. You have to be holy to bear good fruit. Amen? Amen? Amen. You guys still with me? <laughs> when, when we walk in the flesh, what shall we manifest? We will manifest first the fruit of the flesh. When we walk in the spirit, 
we shall manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And, and um, it said that in, in Galatians 5 verse 16, it said, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, that you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. So uh, how, how can we then bear fruits as Christians? In verse 5 of, cha- of John chapter 15, it said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abide in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So we are not, we're not, we're not only will be fruitful, but we will bear an abundance of fruit. We will bear a lot of fruit in our lives. And we will see that in every area of our lives, in our finance, in our home, in our marriage, in our family, in our job, in our work. In every area of our life, there will be evidence of that. Psalms 1 verse 3, which I just mentioned. And we shall, we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water itself. So if a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as what? As a branch. Wither it. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are born. Fire here is, can be, is a symboliz- symbolization. Fire is always symbolized as judgment. And what will happen when you have dead leaves? What we normally do when we have dead branches? We burn them. Amen? We, we, um, we use them. We, we, we get rid of them. So this is what, this is what um, Jesus is saying in verse 6. If you do not abide in me... You, you are cast out. He is cast forth as branch. And then they are withered. And men gathered them and threw them into the fire. He said, but if he, in, in verse, in Psalms 1 and verse 4, the Bible said that the ungodly are not like the Christian. So, but they are what? Like the chaff which the wind driveth away. In verse 7 of, 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 of John chapter 15, he said, if he abide in me, and my word abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciple. One of, one of the, 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 the primary whole key to the whole, this whole entire um, passage of Scripture it's, it's not just only so much about Christ being our husband, man, but about us abiding in him. And about him abiding in us. About us being in that place where he can prune us. Where he can mold us. And the, in order for us to bear fruit, we need to abide in the vine. And the vine in us. In order for us to, to be cleansed, we need to abide in the vine. And the, and the vine in us. So the whole, the whole entire um, conversation around, around being... Um, being attached to Christ is about making sure we abide with, in, in him, him himself. So what, what do we do in order um, for us to be fruitful? So I want to, from this scripture that we just read, I want to go through about five or six, six things. So number one, we need Christ as our gardener or our husbandman. So we need Christ as our gardener. So John chapter 15 verse 1, he said, I am the true vine. Christ being here, my father is the husbandman. He said um, in James chapter 5 and verse 7, he talked about, Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth 
And he said, be patient therefore, my brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth. In, in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9, he talk about laborers together with God. Ye are God husbandry. So we need Christ as our husbandman in order for us to bear fruit. That's the first one. The second one, we need to be planted. We have to be planted by Christ himself. So we need to be planted by Christ. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. That's what I just read again. Matthew 15 verse 13 said, Every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be what? Rooted out. So we, it shows here that we can be planted by something else or by someone else. But we need to be planted by God, by Christ himself in order for us to bear much fruit. Apart from being, he, he, uh, being um, planted by Christ and also Christ being our husband, man, we need to be rooted in him. So we must be rooted in him and his love. Colossians 2 and verse 7 talk about rooted and built up in Christ, in him, and established in the faith as we as ye have been taught abundant daring with thanksgiving. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 17 speak about Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in his love itself. So we need to be rooted in him and his love in order for us to bear fruit. We need to abide in Christ. We must abide in Christ and, in, and him in us. Um, John 15 verse 4, abide in me and I in you. John 15 verse 7, if he abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall what? Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So we need to abide in him as well. We need to walk and live in the spirit and not in the flesh. So we need to walk and live and not in the spirit. Walk and live in the spirit and not in the flesh. Galatians 5 verse 16 talk about walk in the spirit. That we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 3 and verse 25 talk about if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 talk about receive Christ Jesus the Lord. That so we walk in him when we receive him. Um, Romans 8 and verse 9 talk about now if we talk about if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Unless we walk and live in Christ, we will, not be here, we will not be part of his life. And the last two that I have is we must be what? Led by the Spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit itself. Galatians 5 and verse 18. But if ye be led by led of the Spirit of Christ, ye are not under the law. Romans 8 and verse 14 talk about, led, said, led by the Spirit, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's the only how we'll be able to bear fruit if we are led by the Spirit itself. And the final part, stage of it. So we talk about um, Christ, planted by Christ, as our, um, as our guest, uh, Christ being our husband man. He then plant us as a plant. Because he plant us, we are now rooted because he will make sure that we are established. As a result of that, we are abiding him and he in us. 
then we walk and live in his spirit and then we are now led by his spirit and as a result of that we will bear fruit that's the last one bear fruit and be fruitful we will bear fruit and be fruitful galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to verse 23 it said but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law john chapter 15 verse 5 he said he that abide in me and i in him the same bringeth forth much fruit psalms 1 and verse 3 talk about I'm saying that um, so that the righteous will be like the fruit that that, that that will bring up the fruit, bring up, bring it forth fruit in our season. And he said, "Our leaves shall not wither." Proverbs chapter eleven and verse thirty talk about the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. So what what end up the fruit that we bear will also bear bring life to somebody else. Amen. And he that when its soul is wise. Um, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8 talk about, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit, what? Reap life everlasting. And that's, that's what we need to the brothers and sisters. In order for us to, to, to live a, a healthy and a prosperous Christian life, we need to do that. So, what do we need to do? Pastor, one of the things that, that Pastor always talk to us about is about loving God, loving our neighbor as we love us as ourselves, right? So everything hinge on love. And what I what I've done is that I, I kinda combine the fruit of the spirit into more or less like a like a, a paragraph, which I'm gonna read to to end my message to that today. When we love, when we love, we become joyful. As a result, we become peaceful. We suffer long. And we are more gentle to others. Goodness will radiate from our hearts daily. As a result, we are more reliable and trusting because we are faithful. We become more submissive through meekness, which give us self-restraint in our action, which is temperance. So we talk about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, um, goodness, or meekness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. So when we love, when we become peace, we become joyful. As a result, we become peaceful. We suffer long, and we are more gentle to others. Goodness will radiate from our hearts daily. As a result, we are more reliable and trusting because we are faithful, we, are, we become more submissive through meekness, which give us more self-restraint in our action. In other words, we will sin less or we will not sin if we follow and at least if we have the fruit of the Spirit within us. In order for that to happen, we must abide and remain in Christ, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen.